Hey everybody, welcome to Overtime, Dribble's audio companion. I'm your host, Dan Cederholm, and today is another bonus episode of Overtime. Uh, we've been talking to uh, the Dribble team itself and um, getting to know them, having them choose a favorite work of theirs so we can talk about it. Today is Adam Dorowski, and Adam is our front-end developer slash product designer and uh, all around good guy, music, uh, musician, and um, baseball aficionado. And we get into some some cool stuff around design and all that stuff. So please enjoy uh, this shorter bonus episode with Adam. And um, we'll see you on the next uh, Overtime. Be sure to, to rate and or review us on iTunes, please. And um, thanks for listening. <laughs> Welcome to Overtime, Adam Dorowski. Great to have you on here, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. And well, it's it's also awesome to have you on the team, on the dribble team. And uh, this is another bonus episode where we get to talk to um, the members of the team and force them to talk to me and um, <laughs> share a little bit about what they do here, but also choosing a shot that they like by someone in the community. And um, and then we can talk about that too, which is cool because there's so much good work on there and, and it's it's cool to shine the spotlight on cool people and good designers who do awesome work. Absolutely. So yeah, welcome to the show. And uh, you've been, uh, let's see, how long has it been? You've been on the Dribble team for? It was the end little, of last little, summer that I joined. Uh, well, it was right around the time of the Salem Summit. So I guess it was uh, July... Uh, that's right of 15 and uh yeah it's been a little over a year and it's been a lot of fun awesome yeah it's i particularly i particularly have uh benefited from your uh presence because <laughs> you're you're uh, a wonderful uh front-end developer and and um product designer and uh you've been a real asset on the team so we are thrilled to have you on the team and Plus, we've known each other for a long time before Dribble, actually. Right. I figured there was uh, a chance we would probably never work together because I've kind of done very similar work to you all through my career. But uh, luckily, you got too busy to do it all. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. And now you're you're, you're doing it and uh, better than I would actually because you're actually on top of this stuff more now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so we've known each other for a while. And and uh, tell us tell us where tell us we'll tell the to the audience, I guess. Where where you hail from? Because we're a distributed team and and uh, and we work remotely. But where where are you located, Adam? For uh, the vast majority of my life, I also lived in Massachusetts. So I was uh, down in south of Boston. So I was still a ways from you guys. But uh, now I'm up in New Hampshire, uh, over in the Monadnock region, a little town called Peterborough. It's a beautiful little town right near Mount Monadnock, and it's uh, we've been here for about two and a half years now. Really enjoying it. Sweet, yeah. I, I'm, I always enjoy the pictures from Peterborough. It's a pretty place, and uh, it is. It's like, uh, would you say an idyllic New Hampshire town? I would, yes. Or New England town, for that matter. Yeah, uh, really good uh, foliage this time of year, and uh, we got some good wildlife walking around our town too. So it's really neat. 
Yeah, there's a there, there was an interesting story you shared about a porcupine recently. Um, that you you got close to a porcupine, which I was kind of amazed about because I thought you couldn't get near a porcupine. Yeah, when when I'm driving around, uh, the last street that I go on before I get to my house is called Old Mountain Road, and it is basically what you would picture a street called Old Mountain Road to look like. It's just mm-hmm. a, a tiny little road that crawls up a mountain. And uh, lots of times, that's where I see the vast majority of my porcupines. They just cross the street, and and uh, I just happened to be driving home, and there was one, so I just pulled over and got out and went over and said hi to it. And it was like, what are you doing? Ran away. But, well, it didn't <laughs> really it run. It just kind of scampers away. And they don't, so they don't shoot their quills. Like that, that's like a cartoon thing, I guess, maybe. Yeah, they, they don't. Uh, one time you I was have out to get for, close to them. <laughs> yeah, one time I was out for a run, and I saw one, and I, I followed it into the woods and just watched it do its thing and now they're they're <clears throat> they're uh, quite tame they don't throw anything at you unless you rub up against them then they're gonna poke you right right exactly now you may have stumbled upon like the next cool pet craze uh porcupines like i'm i i, I assume that we're gonna hear like soon that you that you have one in your house well your kids are <laughs> I, I also have a dog and dogs and porcupines do not mix well so. oh that's true yeah that's that's true that's yeah. They don't like they don't like each other. They do not. See, I love this. I love talking to the team members. We talk about stuff that has nothing to do with uh, anything. Well, it has everything that had everything to do with wildlife and the right. animals and stuff. But um, anyway, so uh, tell <laughs> tell the folks at home what you do at Dribble, and I mean we we talked a little bit about it before, but but like what you do and. How you how you got there, your path to to where you are now in your in your illustrious career. Oh, my illustrious career. Let's see. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So previously, I was at HubSpot, and before that, I was at a place called Patients Like Me, which uh, Jeffrey Chupp, who's also on the team, worked there, and Rich yes. also worked there as well. That's where I met Rich, and uh, so that was a great place to work because I've met a bunch of people that I've worked with since then, and will certainly continue to for the rest of my career. And uh, Jeffrey and I both joined HubSpot around the same time, and then we joined Dribble together around the same time. So uh, that is how I got here. And the work that I do is, like like we said, kind of similar to some of the work that you do. I work a lot. Uh, for example, the things I've worked on recently are uh, the shot grids, uh, making sure they work the best on every device at every viewport. Mm-hmm. Uh, Email templates, I, I work on those quite a bit to make them work on all the different email clients. And uh, basically, any area of the site that needs UI attention, I'm, I can just hop right in there. Yeah, and that's super helpful and valuable, uh, amazingly. Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of the, the people that use Dribble out there have you to thank for um, a lot of the features and the fact that they work in the browser that they're using <laughs> or, or the device or whatever. So. It's been really cool. Like I know that the, um, you know, previously being the the sole sort of front end person on the team, um, you know, I felt like a lot of there's a lot of holes in terms of well, it'd be cool if this was more responsive or uh, <laughs> better performant, but I just don't have the time to do that. So um, you've been really on top of that stuff. So, okay. so everyone in everyone in the community should be be thanking Adam. Oh, well, everybody for, provides a lot of great feedback on the shots that I post too, so uh, I certainly feel it there. So it's, it's that's good. that's good. Yeah, so that's that's a good point. Like the stuff that you've uploaded to Dribble about your Dribble work, 
um, has has had a lot of good like feedback and back and forth, um, and and you've actually incorporated you know feedback from the community there. Right, it's a good place to get a lot of ideas because obviously uh, people who comment on dribble shots use the site heavily, just as we do. So they've got a great perspective too. A very passionate bunch. Yes, mostly friendly. <laughs> Almost always. No, I'm, yes. I'm, yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But it is hard. It, it, like, do you feel like designing and making stuff for a community of designers is is difficult? Is like sort of a challenging position. Well, it's challenging, but it's one of those challenges that's a good thing, and I think just works out better for everybody in the end because. Uh, I forget exactly what I was working on recently, but I was about to finish and post the shot, and I thought to myself, "What is the feedback that I'm going to get on this?" And just kind of like <laughs> before you even and I was like, it, yeah. <laughs> "Oh, you know what? I should do that." And then then I tried that, and I'm like, "Oh, that's even better." So even before people are giving feedback, they're helping me by me anticipating what their feedback will be. <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. Wow, I think that, that, that's cool. I think I'm the same way, regardless of what I'm uploading. Like. I do sort of think about how this is going to be presented and how it's going to be received, right? Right. Yeah, and our, our we're, we're fortunate that Dribble is a very passionate community about design, which is what we're doing, and it's sort of like this, I don't know, this synergistic thing, I guess. Um, and most of the time, it works. So let's talk about you chose a shot, right? I did. That you wanted to talk about, and it's a good one, and I'm really glad you chose this one. Actually, it's a super good one. So tell us about tell us about the shot and the designer, and, and why uh, why you chose it. Sure, the shot is called Scribble Portrait Aubameyang, and it is by Sergio Ingravalli. He's from Germany, and it's a scribble portrait of uh, a soccer player or football player, depending where you hail from, named Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang, who happens to be the striker for my favorite club, which is a German club called Borussia Dortmund. And the reason I picked the shot is I, I'm usually very calculated in the work that I do. Like, for example, the shot grid stuff that I'm working on right now, I have spreadsheets of math that tells me what breakpoints I should be designing at. And the fact that somebody took a pen and scribbled until he had what is a amazing portrait of a really in, incredibly looking athlete uh, is, is just beyond me, that he could uh, co- just take a pen, scribble, and come up with something like this. Oh, and I totally agree. It's, it's really, I mean, it's quite remarkable, like the style that he's is using here. And what's really cool is this honestly is like a favorite player of yours on your favorite soccer team. Yes. So and, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I kind of put in a, a request for it, I guess you could say, because I saw him doing other scribble portraits, and I was ah. like, oh, you're from Germany. You should post some German players. And then he started posting more German players that I happened to follow for some reason. And uh, then he came up with this one, and I was like, oh, that's the one. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, like, it looks like something that would have taken, you know, hours. Um, but I, I assume that it it didn't, and it's, he scribbles it. I just I, I would love to look over the shoulder, right, to see how this was done. Right, that would be really really fascinating. 
Yeah, I was digging more into Sergio's Instagram account, and he didn't do it for the the scribble portraits, but some of his other portraits that he does, which he has many different styles, which just even blows me away even more. And he posted many process shots there to just kind of give an idea of how he does these things and layers. And it's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I mean, the whole and just looking at his profile, um, there's a lot of portraits. And some of them have similar style, like some of them have the scribble style, and then it looks like he has he has other you know different styles too that he uses that are equally unique actually. And uh, this is this is fascinating stuff. So people need to check him out for sure. Absolutely. Uh, so you're a fan of of soccer, German soccer. I am, yes. And but before that, you were a fan, of, or you've been a fan of, of baseball, a big fan of baseball, right? Yes. Yes, been a fan of baseball like ever since I was 10. The soccer thing is very new, but also I dove in headfirst. My son got into it, so I just kind of followed him into it. Nice. Yes, that's a good way to get into things, actually. And so the reason I I wanted to bring up baseball, because you've done some interesting uh, web work on baseball and and statistics. And and so tell, tell us about your side project there. Yeah, so the, my side project is called the Hall of Stats, and it's a alternate baseball Hall of Fame populated by a mathematical formula. So there's a, a lot of uh, so between steroids and different ways to evaluate baseball players. There's a lot of different opinions about who should be in the Hall of Fame, and basically this is a objective look just at the numbers to basically reduce every baseball player in history to a single number and then rank them by that number and it's a hall of fame based just on that so in addition to the baseball research required to basically come up with this formula to reduce every baseball player to just a single number so there's also a whole website around it so i've got uh, a page for every player in history that shows how the formula was concocted for that player it's there's team rankings there's positional rankings and it's just kind of a, a fun little side project where i get to hack on a little ruby on rails when when uh the kids go to bed or something like that <laughs> that's awesome relax relax with rails right that could be your new book actually relax with rails yeah, it was launched in 2012, and Jeffrey Chupp, who's also on the team, is, was the, the main developer that uh, started on it. And then Michael Berkowitz, who we also worked with at Patients Like Me, uh, took on a lot of the work after that. And so I did most of the work then, and now it's mostly I maintain it and add a little something every now and then. Cool. But, it, but it's been uh, recognized in the baseball world as like a, 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 a real thing, uh, like... It has, yeah. I've yeah. I've spoken at uh, some baseball conferences about it, which is kind of wild. I was speaking at a conference, then speaking after me was Peter Gammons, which was kind of neat. So, oh wow, it, it's kind of funny that like some of those people actually know what the work is, and it's even followed by some baseball players too that are in the Hall of Stats but not in the Hall of Fame, which is kind um, of funny. like David Cohn, for example, a good pitcher from our youth. Uh, yes, yes, he likes the fact that it says he should be in the Hall of Fame. Of, uh, I bet he does. They're probably probably like. Um, they want this to blow up and be be uh, official because then they would be in the Hall of Fame, right? Right. That's pretty cool. I and it also uh, it illustrates like side projects can be fun and about something that you're passionate about, but also like you know can turn into to bigger and better things. 
So I think it's a testament to side projects. Right. And I, all through that, I, I posted the work in progress up on Dribble. So it's always fun to look back and see exactly where that project started and stepped yeah, through the, the and progress. Yeah. And I remember that. I, I distinctly remember that. And, uh, and that, that was, it was really fun to watch. So, so where can they find, uh, where can they find that again on the web? That's hallofstats.com or hallofstats on Twitter. So it's pretty easy to find. That's easy. That's, that's super easy. Okay. Awesome. Um, and the other thing I wanted to talk to you about now that I have you is, uh, is music because that's another thing that, that, uh, is a big passion, right? It is. Yes. And, um, for those that we, and I, maybe he, I'm going to mention it just so that people know, uh, Adam recorded his own album, punk rock album and, uh, self-released it like well, how long ago? That uh, six just months ago, about, or so? just about a year ago, actually. No, just about a year ago. Okay, and uh, and it's awesome, and he does all all the instruments on it, and uh, and and it's like, wow, we have a legitimate rock star on the team. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> but it, but but it was fun to do, especially after like a a ten year gap of not recording anything. So I finally mm. got off. Yeah, what was? What was the? How did you do that? Because I, you know, I was a musician too, younger, probably around the same time that you were originally, and uh, I still dabble in things and stuff, but I don't, I haven't really done anything serious um, as of late. But then you, you're inspiring because you actually put together this whole album. Like, how did that come about? How, how did you, how did you discipline yourself to to, to do it? Well, I mostly just decided I was going to write something literally because I didn't want 10 years to elapse since I had recorded something. Because it used to be such a big part of what I did, and then I didn't do it for the longest time. You know, I've got three kids that take up a lot of time and, and work and stuff like that. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to make sure 10 years doesn't pass, so I'm going to write a song. And then that song turned into, oh, I'm going to do a couple more and put out an EP and then man, once you start doing it, all of a sudden it just starts flowing. And before you knew it, I had an album and I put it out last November. It was pretty cool. That, that's totally cool. Um, and and like I said, inspiring because it's not too late. It's never too late, right, to go back. Never too late, Dan. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the, you know what's cool is the technology, right? Like technology has made it possible for us to do this e easier right like the the home the home recording has has gone from i mean i remember the first time experimenting with recording when i was like in fifth grade on a four track and the and the four track recorder was like it was giant it was like this giant machine we had to borrow from like the band teachers and uh and it was on a cassette and and, and like you know now it's like you plug in you can plug in an instrument and then just have it sound like whatever you want. And um, but you think that was that helped you? I, I imagine the answer is yes, but that probably helped uh, in terms of time efficiency, like just being able to use a a Mac to record. Absolutely. I mean, my band recorded a CD back in like. 99 2000 right around then we went to a small studio for like three days and recorded a bunch of stuff we had separate rooms and and fancy microphones and all that stuff and i listened back to that album now and it sounds like complete garbage compared to the one i did <laughs> a year ago on my computer i, by I did by, by yourself on the computer with like what uh, with like a mic like a mic maybe well my vocal mic was literally ipad uh sorry iphone earbuds 
That was literally what I used for mic. It was <laughs> no the way. only mic I had. Yeah. That was the mic. Yeah, it was the mic. See, this is this is amazing. Technology is good. It's not all bad. It's good. Yeah, and even if you don't have the best technology, you can make it good. Exactly. Well, that's true too. I mean, you don't you don't need some of my favorite recordings are probably sound horrible, right? Like right. quality wise, but but it's the uh it's the message. Well, I lucked out too that it's punk rock, so I just record it with a, a and these earbuds, and then I throw a little fuzz on it, and nobody can tell the difference. <laughs> See, that's the thing is you like the that is the the new punk rock is recording an album through iPhone earbud microphone, and and that makes sense. Like it's it's like the it's like the low that is the low budget way of recording now, right? Absolutely, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, well, geez, man, we've got this multi-talented dude on our team, Adam Dorowski, and then we got to talk to him, and uh, this has been fun. I, thank you for sharing your uh, your story and also the shot. And uh, folks should check out Sergio Ingravalli's profile because uh, there's there's some amazing stuff on here, um, portrait-wise, super talent, <sighs> super talented. Yes. Um, yeah, so thanks, Adam. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, thanks for being with us, and uh, see you on Slack. Absolutely. <laughs> Later. Later.